Hey everybody, what's going on? It's Tony from the Red Beard Podcast. It is Friday. You guys should be psyched because it's the end of the week. If you're listening to this, you're going into your work day, just know that it's going to be over very shortly. And you know what? If you're on your way home, the weekend has just started. Get psyched. It's also awesome because we're going to be talking about a shark movie today. That's right. Shark week is kind of over, but it's still going on. The whole month of August is shark week. So we're going to be talking about deep blue sea today for you. So stay tuned. We're going to talk about how awesome and ridiculous that movie is at the same time. So stick around. podcast is brought to you by these cool dudes and we are back and guess what guys it's not just me i got my boy cooley here with me what's up bro yo that's me kid hell yeah and and let me say to all the people that are in my shoes i understand bro i work retail too (laughs) and it's not really the weekend i mean it is the weekend but we don't give a fuck about the weekend do we but anyway, the weekend is what you make be, of it. Be happy that you get to listen to the angelic voices of Tony Cooley and Jim Rock. Hello, I am Jim. <laughs> Dude, it is so it's so angelic. It's so beautiful. Dude, it's nice to be back. Dude, you're back, man. This is awesome. I we, know. We've missed you, bro. Thanks. Yeah. I miss myself. <laughs> I miss myself. Dude, well, good to have you back, man. Uh, it is just always a blast to have you on. Uh, Ren, unfortunately, cannot be with us. It is a big challenge to get us all together. You know, we all have lives outside the podcast, um, and she had a, a concert engagement to go to um in new york yeah no she's less. going to see my bloody valentine so if you guys are, are fans of that band then then cool if not then i mean we're from rhode island anyway. we're from rhode island so when you go to new york it's like yo yo ren's hardcore into the music scene though like that's that's normal like she's like it doesn't matter what it takes to get there i'll take Bro, a have bus you been a plane to new york? And a train have you been to new york yeah man we go to new york comic-con every year yo oh, yeah. new york is like the shit though new you york is like there's so much uh what is it like overstimulation in New York that when I leave, I'm just exhausted. Like when people from New York come to Rhode Island and I meet them and they're like, you know, like all like stuck up and shit. I'm like, yo, you deserve to be stuck up. I appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like cool with it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I've seen, I've seen theater in New York. I just went to see uh, Denzel and and an Iceman Cometh and and Jim, you've done theater in New York. We've done theater. We've done theater in New York, correct? Yeah, man. So, uh, very familiar with New York. Well, Ren, have a good time. Um, Regardless, we're going to be talking about some shark stuff. Oh, shit. So, in the year 1999, you know, the year that everybody thought next year the world's going to end. So, you know what? we got to make one more shark movie. Why not call it Deep Blue Sea? Deepest, bluest. My head is like a shark fan. <laughs> <laughs> and let's actually get LL to be in it, right? You know, and let's get Thomas Jane to be in it, who is still somewhat of an unknown, kind of under the radar uh, actor, but I feel like Thomas Jane kind of like everybody started to figure out who this guy was. I in didn't Deep know Blue who sea. he was when 
Deep Blue Sea came out. I feel like he, had, but I feel like he had done some stuff before Deep Blue Sea. Um, regardless, he was in this movie. You also had Michael Rappaport, which was in this. I, I really liked him. He's, yep, he's done some stuff. He was yeah, in. No, uh, he's doing great now. He's doing Dunkin' Yo, Donuts Michael Rappaport commercials. was in uh, that that um, atypical, awkward, atypical, atypical, awkward. Awkward, <laughs> awkward was another movie. Yeah, yeah, no, he was in atypical. No, it was, was a show. It was on MTV. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, atypical. Yeah, I remember yeah. him from True Romance. Oh yeah, man. Yep, True Romance. Um, you have uh, Stellan Skarsgård, who's been in a lot of stuff. The father of Billy Skarsgård, yep. who most of you will know as Pennywise from It. Yo, um, if you this, don't the know the father who he of is, the Skarsgård brothers, if you don't know who he is, he's just the dude that took his pants off in in Thor: The Dark World. Yeah. He's he's an Avengers mainstay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, uh, for those of you who don't know, he was in the prequel to what was The Exorcist. Um, you know, he did that movie. He was, was an Exorcist. The beginning. The beginning. Yep, that was him. Uh, he played. Uh, not not the greatest. Movie no, not at all. Out. Not at nah, all. But, no, no, but no. it was uh, it was definitely disturbing. But um, yo, his name is Stellan. which is a dope fucking name. It is. And who could not realize or remember that? None other than the the scream queen, uh, or sc- <laughs> scream king himself, Samuel Jackson was in this. <laughs> the scream queen? Oh, I always call him that. He's gonna yell in every movie, man. He's gotta yell. <laughs> Quite possibly yell. one of the best scenes that he has ever been in. Laugh out loud, hysterical, yeah. and the most memorable part of this movie. We're gonna get to it. We're gonna get to it. Hell yeah! Also, I just want to say you brought up Stellan Skarsgård, yep. Exorcist, the beginning. Directed by Rennie Harlan, who also directed Deep Blue Sea. Oh, did not know that. Okay. Mm-hmm. That actually makes sense why he used that actor more than once. Exorcist the Beginning, nominated for the Golden Raspberry Award for Worst Director. Oh. Rennie Harlan was nominated four times in his life for Worst <laughs> Director of the Year. Jesus. <laughs> what were the other films? Was it obviously this movie? It and was what else? Exorcist the Beginning. Driven, which I liked with Sylvester Stallone playing a race car driver, but I get it. Yeah. Uh, Cutthroat Island with uh, Gina Davis. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, that's that considered bad. one of the worst flops in all of uh, movie yeah, history. No, but Cutthroat Island was actually a good movie, man. And, well, I'm just, I'm just, just going saying, by I enjoyed what they it. Say. I enjoyed that, and I enjoyed The Long Kiss Goodnight. And oh, the one with Samuel Jackson? Yes. Yeah, man, that was good. Where she was like a secret agent or something? Yes. That was awesome. I like that. Actually, I, I lied. He was nominated five times. <laughs> I, I want to give him the credit he deserved. He was also nominated for, and rightly deserved, The Adventures of Ford Fairlane, starring Andrew Dice Clay, and the movie The Legend of Hercules in 2014, not to be confused with Hercules, that came out the same year with The Rock. Okay. All right. And one other actor to be uh, noted or actress, Saffron Burroughs, uh, who, you know, she's interesting. She was in Troy. She was in um, some other movies that could have kind of gone, you know, under the radar. She was in The Crazy Ones uh, with Robin Williams. She was in um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, she's also been in, you know, Bones, Law and Order. Um, so, you know, she pops up here and there. She's not a bad actress. I just don't think that she's done the right movies. Um, but you know, let's, let's take a look at this movie. Let's just go over or a a brief synopsis here. 
Doctors in an underwater laboratory discover a chemical in the brains of sharks capable of reviving human brain cells. Using gene therapy, the doctors create sharks with larger brain masses as a way to speed up the production of the life-saving antidote. The result is a breed of mako that is bigger, stronger, smarter, faster, and more fierce than anything man has seen before. The sharks gain Son. the ability... Son, what, stop? Just, okay. just, just stop right there, yeah. please. Just stop. Like, I'm stopped. I, I am fucking lost already. Like I was lost in like the first three words that you mm -hmm. said. Like this just sounds mad convoluted. Like is there, like what 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 the fuck? Basically, is, are you talking about? <laughs> basically, what happens? Bunch of scientists are trying to cure Alzheimer's, so they make sharks smarter and they go on a murder spree. So basically what you guys right, just did right. was you achieved exactly what I wanted to. <laughs> this like if somebody was to read this plot line to you to be like what the hell's going on? This yeah, is way exactly. too much to like, put a shark like, movie. Yo, and then this. you simplify it by basically like hey, they made sharks smarter and now they're they're screwing with them. Yo, if, I, if I'm on. if I'm like scrolling through movies that I'm trying to see if I want to watch like and I came across that and I started reading what you just read to me, I'd just be like all right, next. Like what the fuck? Yeah. And then there should be a P.S. LL Cool J was a cook with a parrot. <laughs> <laughs> For real, man. It's so stupid. I mean, like, but here, let's, let's talk about this movie. So basically, you know, they, they find that sharks have this gene in their brain that uh, can also, um, you know, possibly cure Alzheimer's disease. And they are working in this underwater place to kind of, you know, treat these sharks and try to test this on, on living brain cells. And, um, yeah, I mean, of course, being a shark movie, you know, that some shit is about to go down with these sharks. And the first thing that happens is what, what is the first thing that happens? The main doctor played by Skarsgård gets his arm ripped off. Yep. And then the entire thing goes to shit, right? You start to realize that these sharks can do weird things. Like they understand what's going on. They can kind of like outsmart humans because they've given them bigger brains to make them smarter, um, to kind of develop this gene that can cure Alzheimer's. They also, sharks can now swim backwards, which like isn't a thing that sharks can ever do because they're, they're, the water has to pass through their gills in a certain way. So if you swim backwards, it doesn't make sense. So, you know, there's a lot of ridiculousness in this movie, which makes this movie fun to watch, but also makes it really hard to believe and just stupid oh, at the same it's time. It's so unrealistic. It really is, you know? Yeah, if you, if you are a, at all, if you have at all a scientific mind, don't watch this shit. Yeah, because you're going to dissect everything. Yeah, yeah, like if you're like me, because that's what I did. I dissected everything in this movie. I was just like, this shit is not fun to watch because I'm watching it and I'm just like, yo, sharks can't do that. Sharks can't do that. Like, even if they were intelligent, like if we're talking about just the intelligence of the shark, if you, if you amplified the intelligence to even human level, right? They still can't do the shit that they were trying to do in this movie and, and succeed at doing. So I was just like, fuck this movie. Yeah. I mean, it, it, and it really is just, it's, it's ridiculous too. I mean, it, it's, it's scary though, man, in some aspects, because you do start to actually, um, the one thing they did in this movie to a, to a degree, and I'm not saying that they did it perfectly, but there was some decent character development. You spend enough time with these characters to understand what their purpose is and how they fit into this story and, and what they do on this like 
this in the middle of the ocean laboratory that's kind of in the middle of the nowhere, right? And and you know the storm comes and this whole plan they have in laboratory starts to sink and break down and and they need to get to the surface, right? And it's it's scary as shit, man, because if they are not able to get to the surface, they're going to drown and these sharks are just outsmarting them. You know, they're smarter than normal. So when you might be able to smart outsmart like a normal fish, uh, you can't do it with these things. You know what I mean? So it's, it's creepy, man. Like anytime you see a fin pop up in the water, you know, that's like gotta be the worst way to go ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Have you like ever seen a shark's brain? A what? A shark's brain. I haven't had the pleasure. No, I mean, not up close. I mean, in, in books. Yeah. Yo, like, they're not the fucking, like, they're not the biggest brains in the world. Like, they're, like, fucking pretty small brains, man. Like, it's literally just, this is a creature of instinct. Yeah. It's a creature of instinct for a reason. Like, there's not a whole lot of thought process behind what they do. They're like, oh, shit, blood. Fucking find that shit. Let's find out where it's coming from, and that's food. And that's literally all they fucking do. Yeah. Like, that's their lives. Like, from fucking birth to adulthood till death. It's like, like blood yum repeat. Exactly. Hey, it's just like that exactly. line in, in the in the best shark movie of all time called Jaws, where Richard Dreyfus goes, What this killing machine does is eat, swim, and make baby sharks. Well, Yo, the I mean, idea so this this movie was supposed to be like the Jaws for a new generation. Right. I like mean, the idea of like taking a shark's brain and enhancing it to the point where it can fucking do like all this amazing shit is similar. Like, and I want people to follow me here. It's similar to taking a Texas instruments calculator from 1982 <laughs> and fucking making it do what a Mac pro can do with 32 fucking gigs of Ram and the highest amount of memory with every application installed. Like it is just not fucking possible at all. And which is why like halfway through this movie, I checked out. I'm just like watching it for the fucking hell of it. At that which point. is why this is Hollywood. Well, yeah. You don't you don't think that Steve Jobs would be able to pull that off? If you put <laughs> if you nah. put that Texas Instruments calculator into the hands of Steve Jobs, you don't think he could turn it into an iPhone? Because that's what Saffron Burroughs is doing. Saffron Burroughs is the female Steve Jobs of sharks. Nah, B. <laughs> nah. <clears throat> I mean, this movie was just stupid. Um, but however, I, I gotta say, man. Level. I gotta say, I enjoyed. Oh I enjoyed it, man. Like I enjoyed it. Was it. Fun. Listen, I'm gonna say. And can I? Uh, go, go, ahead, go, ahead. go ahead. I was just gonna say, my favorite character in this movie, hands down, more than any other character, had to be Russell. No. Fuck. Carter, played by Thomas Jane. So see, Carter, who, who by the way looks like he's fucking forty-five. And he's like, what? Like, he's got to be early he's 30s his at the least. He's in his late 20s in this movie, man. Nah, he was born in 1969. So, I, I, look. So, he was 30. Yo, in the summer of 69. Yeah. I so, can't sing for shit, so. That was a really that was very Brian Adams. That was a dope probably fucking like Brian Adams, bro, because he can't sing Because they, they had to prepare the movie and film it and edit it before it actually came out. Yo, but I'll tell you this, man. Thomas Jane, um, I feel like, has done a lot since Deep Blue Sea. After Deep Blue Sea, he did um, that that Stephen King movie. The Mist? The Mist, which was disturbing as shit. Oh, I love that movie. It was great. That was a very Not good... Not the best CGI, but, but it was, the it was movie fun. itself was great. Had a perfect ending. It, it, I'm all about the dark endings. Yeah, it was and great. And that was perfect. 
It was that. He was also in that that uh, Showtime series Hung that came out, mm-hmm. uh, which only lasted, I think, two and a half, two, three seasons. Uh, I enjoyed it. I just didn't really know where I was going. He's um, currently on the, the TV show The Expanse. He is, and he's also going to be in the September movie The Predator, Yep, uh, which I'm excited to see. About. Uh, one of the things I You've did, been hearing good reviews about that, too. People have been saying I have, man. They've been saying that it's it's something to look forward to, so... I'm pumped to see it. I cannot wait. You expect to hear my review the on that. The sweat is receding into your brow. It is, dude. I uh, I, I will also say that uh, the um, the other thing that um, Thomas Jane I think is is good at is he really just kind of goes under the radar and then pops up in these weird places. But for some reason, like he's he doesn't seem to disappoint though. Like he played the Punisher. And a lot of people didn't like him as the Punisher. I feel like when you didn't really have like a John Bernthal to compare it to, I actually didn't think he was that bad. You know what I mean? I thought uh, I thought he did okay. I mean, it wasn't the best representation of the Punisher, but he did a good job with what he was given. As a you know? as a comic book fan, right? Yeah. I just want to like this is deviating from the point of the podcast because we're supposed to be talking about Deep Blue Sea, but because of what you just said. I want to come in and I want to say that Thomas Jane's Punisher is actually a damn good Punisher. Okay, good. Like, that movie is actually fucking, like, it's it's basically as close as Hollywood could get to giving us a, a Garth Ennis Punisher, which is one of my favorite Punishers. Um, the Punisher that sucked was, and I forget his fucking name, uh, Ray something or other, Ray something. Anyway. Yeah. He Ray Stevenson. Ray Stevenson was the man and the name was Punisher Warzone. He didn't suck as Punisher, but the story just fucking blew chunks. I liked yeah. I liked that movie. Yeah. I don't like the the storyline wasn't great. No. But I liked him as the Punisher. Yeah, Ray Stevenson Punishing was good. People. Yeah, and, and Ray Steven- I watched he, that movie just for the murder. Just when he for put the his, Punisher. When he murder. put his fist through somebody's head and it came out the other side of his head. I checked out. I was like, fuck this. This isn't right. Well, but. John Bernthal, I think, was the best that we've seen, in my opinion. So with that being said, let's get back to the shark movie. Um, Do we have to? Oh, we have to. All right. Let's talk about <laughs> some of the deaths in this I movie. This was our so, escape route. So some of the depth, d- deaths in this movie were ridiculous. And, and Did I you think say the, depths yeah, or deaths? I, I, well, I messed up, but that's very convenient how you uh, corrected me, and it still made sense. Yeah. Um, so... Um, one of the the first ones that I thought was was dumb was um, somehow when the glass cracks. Oh, I, I this, could not wait to talk about yeah, this. But I, continue. I mean, somehow Tony. when the, when the glass cracks the first time or it, it floods out or whatever, I forgot exactly how that shit happened. Um, the main doctor, uh, played by Skarsgård. Um, somehow is like floating out in the middle of the nowhere, but the shark grabs him because he's like strapped to this. They were trying to like save him, right? So they put him in like this thing where they strap him down like on a stretcher. Oh, I'm sorry. They put him on the stretcher and the helicopter is supposed to actually take him out. And the helicopter ends up like going down during the storm. And he- well, it doesn't go down. The um, the stretcher is attached to a cable. Thank you. Correct helicopter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cable like gets fucked up and they can't reel him up. So he goes down into the water. Shark grabs him. Yeah. It grabs him and, and it's got pulls him 
and for some reason the cable is able to rip through metal yeah. on the on the top of the deck. Yeah. And and the but the most ridiculous part about this is that like it's got to be at least like it's got to be at least like 5 minutes later, right? They're in this underwater like place where there's still a lot of air or whatever and you see this thing in the distance coming toward them and it's him in the stretcher underwater with what with an oxygen mask still on his face. But if you've ever seen anybody in a stretcher, it's not it's not suction to his face. So the water was going to get into it, but somehow he's still breathing underwater as the shark is just hurling right towards the glass where it's going to use him as a tool to break the glass. And it's so ridiculous. Well, the that yes, ridiculous. Personally, even more ridiculous is the fact that this shark is sending this this stretcher towards the glass that these people built this underwater lab knowing that there was going to be hyper intelligent sharks swimming around outside throws a stretcher at a glass which by the way water slows down anything you throw at it so it's not going to crack the glass to begin with but even if it did you should know that you have a fucking shark on the other end that could possibly ram the glass yeah, at full speed. Wouldn't you want to have hyper resistant glass? Oh yeah. And it's just like they like put a fucking like car window up. <laughs> and they throw this stretcher. This stretcher <clears throat> lazily floats to the to the glass window, cracks it. And then within like 30 seconds, it blows apart. Bullshit. Oh, yeah. It was, it was total crap, man. Fuck this movie. Like, <laughs> that's... Yo, can somebody please talk about one of the best deaths in the movie, though, which is Samuel so L. Jackson? Samuel can we, but, but, Sam Jackson. Oh, hold up. No, Wait, but, go back. Before we, before we get to Samuel L. Jackson, I just want to pull up this girl's name. Shit. She was the blonde in this movie. Her name was Jacqueline McKenzie. Uh, she played Janice Jan Higgins. Um, before we get into into Sam Jackson, I also want to say runner-up for best death was Janice for getting bit in the fucking vagina. Oh yeah, well she that's when she's like basically almost getting saved. Yeah, she's trying to get and saved. And then the shark comes out of water and grabs, just grabs her, grabs her, which right is by the, the worst fucking way, dude. It's like. This thing fucking is like that. That's the worst. Cause when the shark has you like as half of your body in its mouth, you're fucked. You're not getting out of that. And if and if you do, you got some serious damage, or your legs are just fucked. And like that is the most. That's gotta be. That's the creepiest shit. That scene. Well, her legs disturbs are me, dude. She's. She is not getting bit in the best of places. No, and not to mention, uh, I think one of the other uh, very disturbing deaths is uh, Michael Rappaport. Uh, he literally gets gets uh, grabbed underwater, and then two sharks grab him, like literally, like split him in half, and then one and then shark eats one body, and then the other, yeah, the legs are shaking. You see his foot, like, and then another shark like grabs the other half of him and eats that. It's. It's it's awful, man. It's it's really awful. But anyways, let's get back to Samuel L. Jackson because he he deserves his own segment. Well, so Samuel L. Jackson, this. Samuel L. Jackson, basically losing his mind. Right, everybody's starting to freak out, and it's the job 
of Samuel L. Jackson. I'm pretty sure that it's in his contract that he gets to yell and loses shit once in every movie. And this was one of the most iconic Samuel L. Jackson, you know, uh, moments ever. I think aside from Pulp Fiction, you know, where he's like, he's like, say what one more time, motherfucker. Say what? I dare you. I double dare you. Like, that's that's probably going to be like the most iconic. And I think this is the second, right? What, what about I've had it with these motherfucking snakes <laughs> but, on the plane? Well, this actually came out. At, that snakes on a plane came out after, after Deep Blue Sea. Yes. Yeah. So Deep Blue Sea, I think, ranks at a, at a number two. And I think that would probably come in at a number three. Uh, but definitely, I agree with you. I agree with you. It's, that it's is up, up there. there. But not a great th- movie. No, not but at all. Memorable catchphrase. And I think what it was just so everybody's freaking out, right? And they're like, "What are we gonna do? How are we gonna get out of here?" He's like, "He's like, listen." He's like, "I don't even know what he said, but it was something along the lines of, we need to make sure that we, you know, we focus." He's like, "And we need to put ourselves together and figure out a way to get out of here." And like right when he says that, this holy shit, what you fucked that up one hundred percent. It's the well, first time. Me. It's the first time. Yeah. No, this is the first time that I've ever heard you not get a quote correct. I well, dude. Uh, well, do the do the beginning of. I mean, dude. I. You know what the the funny thing is that like I think I've got most of the lines in these movies. I think I've watched this shit like three years ago. Like <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know the fucking quote, so I can't really correct then you. But, you I, fucking correct? but I know the, that you're wrong. I know the beginning. <laughs> Because it's a dumb. I did say, but hey, wait, just to preface that, I did say he says something along the lines of this. Correct. So I wouldn't say I was quoting, but go for it, Jim. Samuel L. Jackson, just a precursor in this movie, he's like the head of a pharmaceutical company. Yeah. And he's trying to develop, he wants to develop this drug for Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's, That's why he's here to make sure that this all works out. Yeah. Um, And he's wearing a wetsuit. Previously, you learn that he was up. he was up in the mountains, like hiking, and he saves a bunch of people. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. And he ends up saying this line where everyone's fighting with each other, and Sam Jackson starts off his speech with, Hey, you think water's fast? You should see you ice. You should see ice. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Which... Which doesn't make sense, because if I remember from my seventh grade science Water class, is faster than ice. Ice is a solid. <laughs> Doesn't he well, say not some when shit you, like, well, then it again, moves like it has a mind of its own? Yeah, that's exactly. right, that's right. But then again, but then again, I think he's referring to an avalanche. <laughs> so, but yeah. You should see ice. But all I remember <laughs> is the very end of freezer. that. The very end of that, he's, he says, and I, and I will say, I think I, I could quote this, but he says... We need to we need to pull ourselves together and get out of here. And right when he says that, this shark must have heard them and tracked it by the weird sonar that it apparently like has whatever. The, the anyway, it, it basically figures out where they are, jumps through this like place where you would have like a little what like a, a little sub to get out of there. Yep. It jumps through the hole, comes up on dry land for a second where they're standing, have this conversation grabs him and then literally shimmies itself backwards and goes into the in back into the abyss. It is the most ridiculous shit. But I will say, if you have not seen this movie before, and I saw it in theaters, that jumped and scared the fuck out of me. Because I for some reason I didn't see it coming. Fast forward now, knowing that Samuel Jackson is gonna have some kind of yelling thing, 
I would have been like, okay, well, this is getting loud. It's getting climax. Here we go. It's going to get, something's going to happen. I would have called it, but back then I just didn't. I saw in the theaters, um, I jumped, followed by laughed out loud. Yes. Yeah. It was so stupid. Yo, I like, yo, you're right. Like, it doesn't matter though. Like what year it is, how much you know about Samuel L. Jackson, you will never see this coming because it is the dumbest fucking thing. Yeah, it's like, dumb. Like, it's like a shark, regardless of its intelligence, will never fucking know that Samuel L. Jackson is standing where he's standing to jump out of the water and grab him and eat him. Can, like, we, I'm just, I, can I just say that? No, like, I is agree that, with you. Can we also, I, I don't mean to... No, we got we uh, to touch upon these yeah, other deaths. Hopefully we gave Samuel L. Jackson his dues but also completely unnecessary death is at the end of the movie when Saffron Burroughs gets it. Why does she don't jump into the water? She cuts herself. Thomas Jane does like a fucking barrel roll over the shark. And then the shark just goes after Saffron and eats her. Well, I mean, the, the meaning behind that was because she put blood in the water. And that's like, you know, she cut herself. And, and, he, and he, which... In my opinion, I thought it was dumb because there was already blood in the water because it went through Thomas Jane's well, leg. That's what I'm, that, that's that what that I'm arrow, talking about. Yeah, yeah. It was, Speaking it was of blood in the water, can I go back to the very first death in the movie that wasn't related to the group of people that were that were like the main characters? Go for it. Like that that like that I, couple that was in like on the boat or whatever. And like, she's like laying there with her leg in the water and like the sharks like, Ooh, foot. And, um, and, and then like the, the bottle of wine spills into the water and looks like blood. Like I am like looking at this scene and I'm thinking, correct me if I'm wrong. Cause if I'm wrong, then shit, fuck it. But I'm thinking that the shark sees the wine and says, Oh, blood. And then goes into a frenzy and starts like, cause, cause that's what happens is like I the think wine. I that's what you're expected to believe. Oh really? I just thought the shark, shark wanted to get fucked up. Is that a shark is dumb and it's just like <laughs> Merlot blood. Same thing. Yeah. Cause like, <laughs> it's not about the sight of the blood. That's the, that's the problem is that it's the smell in the water, right? Yeah. Like the, the shark scent, can smell yeah. the blood, right? Yeah. So, so like that, that scene right there in the beginning of the movie, as you're watching it, and like that's the first shark attack, I'm already, and I said it already, I'm already saying, fuck this movie. So we're, I, I want to keep this you know, as, as close to a half hour as possible, so, and, and I agree with you on that. I think um, you know, Saffron Barrel's uh, character basically says you know, in the end of that movie before she cuts herself, you know, she goes... She may be a smarter animal, but she's still just an animal. And that's where she cuts herself and jumps into the water. And you're like, okay, she's going to sacrifice herself. It was dumb. But she didn't have you know? to. No, she no, she totally didn't have like to. You've already seen earlier in the movie that Thomas Jane is completely capable of handling himself in the water with sharks. Yeah, the other thing that didn't make sense to me either is that where this shark actually um, gets shot or whatever and... and, and uh, is apparently like goes out through the gate, right? Um, I hate to burst the bubble, but that thing was in his leg. Would have ripped his leg right off. 
And I always thought that was a little ridiculous that it just it pulled right out of his leg. No, his leg would have been gone with that. But that's fine if we want to actually play that card. And, and the last death I want to talk about, um, and it's not necessarily a death. It was, it, was, it was the death of a shark, but it was badass, was you can't kill LL Cool J, right? Because yeah. uh, he's, just, he's just a badass, right? And LL Cool J was the comic relief of this movie. You know, he, always, he even makes the, the reference, you know, he's like how, uh, you know, like the like the, the black guy always gets it you know what i mean do like we, he kind of makes feel fun like of that ev- like every black guy in I these feel like movies it, no, now I comment feel like, about how they're always the first to die I feel and, like, and they, they never are do the first to die do they i feel like that's i feel like i feel like that was a stereotype for a long time but it's not true anymore and they know they survive but it keeps getting brought up i think it's because it's, it's kind of but a, it is it's a, a funny stereotype. thing to break up it's a to break up it's a funny thing to bring up but it's not necessarily true anymore I think they purposely don't do that to throw people off. Right. You know what I mean? Where in the past, like, yeah, of course, that was like a common thing. Which yeah, is the why problem isn't necessarily anymore that the black guy is always first. But now the problem is that the black guy is never last. Gotcha. Except for in Get Out. Get Out, yeah. Definitely. Which was directed by a black guy. So, right. whatever. I mean, I think I think his his uh, scene was pretty cool. You know, it, you know he was very interesting way of actually killing the shark you know like the shark's coming after him so he hides in the oven the oven turns on he ends up going into the the upper compartment jumping out over the shark while the shark is still searching for him the gas is on and right before this happened he has a pet bird that he always had on his shoulder and it gets swallowed by the shark you know while it's kind of like swinging around the shark grabs it and then once the gas is going and he's farther enough away, he has a lighter, which he throws towards the oven. Shark blows up and he goes, you ate my bird. And all of a sudden, like, you know, the shark blows up. And that was like, oh, that's kind of a cool way to kill the shark. We haven't really seen anything done like that before. But it also just had an element of cheese to it. <laughs> Where yeah, it's just dumb. like, you got to be kidding me. Well, but know? he had the right idea. LL like, Cool J. Sorry. No, I, go. LL Cool J was like the comic relief mm-hmm. of this movie. There was, uh, there was unfortunately no other real reason why he was in this movie. Right. He was the cook, but he was also like the preacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why didn't? As why I didn't, walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil because I got a big fucking stick and I'm the baddest motherfucker in the valley. <laughs> I always thought that was pretty fucking funny. He's Yo, a likable character. He's, he's likable in the movie. I can't believe I remember that shit, Cooley. Why didn't people? Why didn't all the characters in the movie that knew that there were sharks that wanted to eat them, why didn't they just go to where there was dry places and just hang out until the sharks tried to get them? And then as they come out of the water, just fucking shoot them. Because the place was sinking and they couldn't get to dry. They couldn't get to the dry places without going through flooded places because the other compartments were shut down. So it's kind of like you got one way out. And the only way that they could get out without running out of air was through places where sharks were because you'd be underwater for like 20 minutes and they weren't going to be able to hold their breath that long. Hmm. So that's why they had to go obviously and face these conflicts. But listen, it's deep blue sea. It's not a movie that you watch to actually take seriously. You watch it on like, you know, a day off when you're homesick from work and it's the only fucking thing on HBO and you don't want to watch Jerry Springer. Yeah, you like I would Deep not Lucy. purposely you know watch saying? this movie. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you, man. Like, this movie's been on and I'm like, I could watch something else, but I want to see how 
how bad this movie is. And I want to see why can't I stop watching it? You know, it's, it's, it's not, I think I'd rather watch Sharknado. I'll be honest. I disagree. I love the Sharknado yeah, I, I movies. Just can't. They're great, but they're, tr- but they're trash. And see, you know they're trash. See, but yeah, that, they're awful. They're meant to be awful, but they're they're good. Can I tell you something though? And I think that's the problem. The difference between you guys and me is that I could watch a movie Deep Blue Sea because there's some parts of it that I find could be believable, but Sharknado I can't watch because it's so dumb. So that stupid. I that I I can't. Take any of it seriously. I know it's oh, not supposed you gotta, to be. You gotta start smoking weed. Yeah, well, it's, <laughs> it's not my thing, man. I mean, Amen. I, I just, I don't know, dude. I just fucking don't give a shit about Sharknado. It looks like trash. I don't <laughs> want to waste my time. It's trash. Yeah, which is why I don't want to waste my time with it. No, but respect. Anyway. I always looked at Deep Blue Sea as like Jaws meets Jurassic Park with bad writing. Yeah, makes sense. It, it it definitely makes sense. See, the difference between Deep Blue Sea and Sharknado is that Deep Blue Sea was meant to be taken seriously, where Sharknado was meant to be a piece of shit, and it and it lived up to expectations. Word. Well, I think you couldn't have ended it on a more perfect note. Um, with that being said, uh, that ends it for this Friday of the Red Beard Podcast. Uh, guys, make sure you check out. Uh, nerdruckus.com. We are on Twitter, nerdruckus, Instagram. Uh, we are everywhere. So make sure that you guys check us out. Um, We're making noise. We're motherfucking nerds making noise, making noise. Hell yeah, man. So interact with us. Guys, give us uh, any kind of a review on uh, iTunes. We would love to hear what you got to say, uh, what you like, what you don't like. Hey, you know, review us, you know, give us, give us some support. Check and, out the um, Bachelorette on on Mondays, Bachelorette After Party. I was just going to say that, yep. Check out We Love Wednesdays, every Thursdays, which is usually on Fridays. And I'm also going to be doing little reviews any day of the week. So just be uh, checking in on that podcast whenever the fuck you feel like it, because that's when I'm doing it. And mm-hmm. just remember that uh, this, this coming Monday uh, is the finale episode of the Bachelor After Party, where we're going to find out who Becca ends up with. So please stay tuned. I don't know. Becca and I will have a lot to talk about. So make sure you tune in for that immediately following the episode. Yeah. Yeah. And Jim, anything you got to say? Goodbye forever. All right. And uh, we'll see you guys on Monday. Later. Peace.